Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When children tell you someone has been mean to them, it can take some investigating to find out what has actually happened. Often you'll find that the interaction involved both children misunderstanding each other, or it's easy enough to resolve the situation. But what happens when the other child has actually been mean, deliberately unkind? What do you do then? Dana Kerford is the founder of You Are Strong, an organisation that teaches children about healthy friendships. Hi, Dana. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good, thank you. Relationships are nuanced, even with small children. So we can often Mm. find that the mean act itself wasn't as bad as it sounded. But can kids be deliberately mean? Well, Absolutely. Um, I would say that it's less common. We use in, in, in our program, our You Are Strong Schools, use the term mean on purpose. And so there's no doubt there are moments when a child is angry or frustrated with their friend and they say something deliberately, intentionally mean, mean on purpose. So if a child looked at another child and said, you're a loser, that would be mean on purpose. However, There are the majority of conflicts that we call friendship fires, where a child might say something that hurts another child's feelings, or it's a misunderstanding or a disagreement. Maybe it's even mean by accident, but it wasn't intentionally mean. And we call that a friendship fire. So the majority of conflicts that children experience are these very normal, common, hurt feelings, misunderstandings. But to answer your question, yes, no doubt there are times when a child is mean on purpose. Do you think some kids are actually born with a mean streak? Absolutely not. No, I I honestly don't. I believe that all children want to be liked. They want to get along with each other. I believe that children are innately kind and joyful and caring and compassionate. But I do think that there are obviously issues that happen along the way where they might learn mean on purpose behavior. They maybe witness it and see that it works for someone else. So they see maybe a power dynamic happen where someone is mean on purpose and they get their way, then that child might think, hmm, I might give that a try. But the, you know, I really, I really don't think that children um, are naturally mean on purpose. So following on from that, say your child has a friend that's mean. And when I say friend, this might be a child who is fun and interesting and kind sometimes, but can turn nasty and violent unexpectedly, like might turn around and kick them when nobody's watching or um, want them to be exclusively their friend. And so sometimes they are fun, but then other times Mm. it's a really, um, it's not a nice relationship. How do we help our own child in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so first of all, you bring up a really good point that sometimes we can have friendships where there, we use a tool called the friendometer, where that friendship is in the green zone on the friendometer. It feels good. We're getting along. We're having fun. It's very normal that a friendship sometimes dips into the red zone. 
um, on the friendometer. And that would mean, you know, maybe we're having a friendship fire or our friend has hurt our feelings or yeah, our friend has kicked us in the shins. Um, so sometimes children can even be in a situation with a friend where they're having a friendship fire and they're, they're maybe even trying to put out the fire and talk it out, but it escalates. It goes in the wrong direction and a friendship fire turns into mean on purpose. So to give you some advice, we teach children to stand up to mean on purpose behavior with a quick comeback. So psychologists call this a preloaded statement, but at You Are Strong, we're, we're all about using kids' language for kids' problems. We think that's really important. So we teach them to use a quick comeback. A quick comeback is a very short statement that we would say to the child, so your, your child would say that to the other child, that lets them know that it's not okay. So often children respond to mean on purpose behavior with a question. They might say, why do you just do that? Or why are you being like that? And a question promotes a conversation. When it's mean on purpose, it's not a conversation. So in our workshops and in our in-school curriculum, Friendology 101, that teachers use, we teach the children how to say their quick comeback. So short statement. So it could be not cool. It could be stop. It could be that's hurtful. We encourage them to choose a quick comeback that is short, the shorter the better, and then they practice saying it. We want them to say it in a strong, assertive voice. We don't want them to say it in an aggressive voice because we know that that will then look like they're being mean on purpose back. And we do not respond to mean on purpose behavior with mean on purpose behavior. Mm -hmm. So they practice saying it like they mean it, and then they immediately walk away. So we don't stay and have a conversation with someone who's being mean on purpose. We immediately walk away. And then at school, we teach them to report to a teacher. Reporting is very different than daubing or snitching or tattletaling, which usually sounds like, teacher, you know, Siobhan's being mean to me. Mm. That's daubing. And in that case, that's kind of a disempowered approach where the child is looking to the teacher to do something, solve the problem for them. Reporting is when we're just giving the teacher a heads up. So I might walk up to the teacher and say, teacher, I just wanted to let you know, Siobhan said I was a loser. So I used my quick comeback, just thought you should know. And that's it. So we just give the teacher the heads up. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. We also teach the teachers how to respond and what they need to do on their end. So if there is a child that's being mean on purpose and it's ongoing, so we actually have what we call um, a, a bullying prevention plan. We don't, we don't use the word bullying in our program, but we do know that ongoing mean on purpose behavior is technically bullying. So we actually, we have a, a very detailed action plan for teachers for when that same child gets reported. If they get reported three times, then definitely adult intervention is required where they need one-on-one -on -one support. And when you say support with that kid, I mean, it's hard enough when your child is um, experiencing mean on purpose behavior, but what if you discover that your child is the mean kid? I mean, no one wants to think that's their kid, but mm -hmm. you know, what steps should parents take if they're notified that their kid's the mean one, uh, especially if you think it's out of character for them. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, my, my first gut reaction is that I do think that sometimes 
certain behaviors are labeled as mean on purpose when they're mean by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's real. That's the first thing is just to be really super clear on that difference. To give you an example, a child might share their test mark with another child and say, and, and maybe they didn't do so well. Their friend responds by saying, oh, really? Oh, well, I actually thought the test was really easy. And that hurts your child's feelings. In a lot of instances, people might think that that child who said the test was easy was being mean. Whereas I absolutely disagree. If the child had responded and said, you're an idiot, you're stupid. How did you get such a bad mark? That's mean on purpose. A child saying, wow, I thought actually I thought the test was easy, but it hurt your child's feelings. That's a friendship fire. And so that I guess that's my 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 biggest message is really understanding that difference between these normal misunderstandings and conflicts. Children are very honest, right? So a child saying that I thought the test was easy was just them being very honest. They're learning how to develop those filters so that they don't, you know, offend people and and they they will develop that in time. What if your kid has had a number of reports, though, if they are a bit more than that? No doubt. And I believe that, like I said, I do not believe that children are, are naturally mean on purpose. If they are acting in that way, though, and it's going on, then something is up. We know something is wrong and we need to get to the bottom of it. It could be mental health issues. It could be something going on at home. It could be you know, some, a much deeper, bigger problem. And that's when we want the school counselor to get involved, the school psychologist, the teachers, the parents, those adults to get around and wrap around that child and really support them to find out what is going on. So if we have a child who's reported another kid a number of times, um, should we ever contact the parents or the child directly when oh. when these issues arrive, or or is it um, or is it better to let the school handle it? Hundred percent better to let the school handle it. I actually have written a, a, an article on the top ten reasons to not call the other child's parents. I will share with your listeners that the number one reason kids do not report this stuff to parents and teachers is because they're worried we're going to make it worse. They're worried you're going to call the other kid's mom. They're worried the teacher's going to call, tell the principal and the principal's going to call them both down for a meeting and, and next thing they know, the whole school knows about it. Children need to feel safe to report this stuff to us and they need to know that we are going to, um, we're, we're first of all not going to make it worse and we're going to empower them with skills and strategies to stand up for themselves. So we do know, and our research from our You Are Strong schools, which we're in thousands now around the world, show us that quick comebacks are the most effective consequence for mean on purpose behavior. Because like I already said, all children, and this is an innate need that we all have, we are social creatures, all children want to be liked and they want to get along. And when their classmate or a peer says to them, stop and immediately walks away, that is the best consequence that they could have for that behavior. But if so, if your child is dealing with mean on purpose behavior, I mean, a couple of things. One, remind them to say their quick comeback. One thing I say to children all the time is you teach people how to treat you. 
You teach people how to treat you. And if someone is repeatedly mean on purpose to you, they have for some reason got the idea that it's okay. So you need to reteach them and let them know it's not okay. So we say our quick comeback, immediately walk away and report. I would also remind that child to make very healthy choices about how they spend their time at school. So that means spending time with friendships in the green zone on the friendometer, you know, people that they feel good around. It's this idea of quality over quantity and making very strategic decisions about, about, yeah, how they spend their time. So, so maybe, you know, not playing handball with that child every single recess because they know that sometimes it escalates to mean on purpose. Maybe not sitting next or near to that person during assemblies. So again, making those, those really kind of, this is really what, it, I mean, it's about boundaries, isn't it? Yeah. But teaching them to learn boundaries. We are in situations all the time with people that we don't get along with, that we don't necessarily click with. This is a life skill that they need to learn because it's going to happen when they're adults. They are going to work with people that they don't get along with. But they need to learn how to be civil, to be kind and friendly, but yet make very smart choices that really um, treat a way that they treat themselves with kindness. You mentioned that we shouldn't contact the other parent or deal directly with the child. But what if you feel the school isn't handling it well enough? Like what if you can't see any progress and your child is still reporting the other child that's doing the mean, deliberately mean behavior? Yeah. What are the next steps you can take? I guarantee there's at least one teacher or or administrator at your school who will take it seriously. So if you don't feel supported by your classroom teacher, then you might need to go to the school counselor. If you don't feel supported by the school counselor, maybe you go to the deputy principal. But there is definitely one teacher at your school who will take this seriously. Going to the other child's parents is never going to end well. And and the reason is we have a protective instinct within us and it's an it's an instinct. All parents react in that way to protect their own child. So they will not respond objectively to this conversation. It will make things worse for you and that parent. It will make things very awkward and uncomfortable. Your child may not feel safe to report to you anymore because perhaps this made it worse for them and now the other parent is involved. You know, when we, this friendship fire analogy, it works for friendship fires as well, but you know, it's like putting fuel on the fire, making it bigger. But I always think it's best to go through the school. They are the most objective people. They know both children. And the reality is they see another side of your child at school. You know one part of your child, you know, at home. I have two children as well, Reggie and Ruby. And, um, you know, I know what they're like at home. But they have a different world at school. And that teacher is has a more objective vantage point. At what kind of uh, resilience tips should parents be focusing on with our kids? I mean, how can we put resilience training into practice with sensitive children in particular? 
I would recommend role playing with them. So resilience is really, I mean, this is a word we hear a lot in schools. And the the idea is that we're giving our kids lots of tools and strategies so that when they are faced with these tricky situations in their friendships or at school, they they know what to do. They've got lots of tools to draw upon. And that's really what we want to be teaching them. And that's what resilience is about. So um, I would say role playing with your child. Your child comes home and tells you about a mean on purpose situation. Maybe they say that, you know, someone called them a swear word in anger. My first question would be, and did you say your quick comeback? And they might look at you and say, well, no, I'm telling you. And then I would say, well, why not? You teach people how to treat you. Let's practice it really quick. So you do a little role play, a little practice with them. You give them a high five and you say, okay, now let's move, you know, time to get ready for swimming lessons. We call, we want parents to really shift their thinking into being a friendship coach. You know, this idea of you're coaching them along. The coach doesn't play the game for the players. The coach stands on the sidelines and gives them tips and strategies. So that's kind of, I think, a parent's role in this whole process. So you're you're role playing with them. You're giving them tips. You're reminding them that they've got this. They can do it. You're getting them to practice their body language, that strong inner, we call it an inner ninja voice. So back tall, saying it like they mean it. We're reminding them that they deserve healthy green zone friendships. So we're really encouraging them to spend time with people they feel good around because that's what they deserve. You know, things like that. We have we do have lots and lots of resources on our website as well for parents. Uh, we've got a whole resource library for parents with hundreds of activities and lessons, including a session on how to support your child in an unhealthy friendship. So, yeah, I'd recommend your listeners check that out. I'll definitely put links in the notes of this episode. Dana, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. That's Dana Kerford. She's the founder of You Are Strong. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time. Thank you.